Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm here with the head of hoops, Aaron Beach. It's Wednesday afternoon, and uh, we are not together as of this particular moment because of the social distancing. We are staying the mandatory six feet apart, probably more like six miles apart. But uh, in this case, I felt like it was really important to talk to Aaron this afternoon because earlier today, Washington got a big piece of their 2020 puzzle put in place with Eric Stevenson announcing his transfer from Wichita State to Washington. And I say that with the caveat that it could be a big piece for 2020. We just don't know yet until there's a, a waiver to get him immediately eligible, things like that. Normally, a, a college transfer like that would have to sit out a year like Jerron Brooks did this last year when he transferred from USC. Jerron's eligible in 2020. We'll see if Eric Stevenson is. But Beach, first of all, just give me your immediate reaction when you saw the news uh, a few hours ago that Eric Stevenson's coming to Washington. Well, so um, to be honest with you, this is a this is awesome. I, for it's going to be a really underrated. Uh, it may not be the flashiest, um, you know, signing in the world, but for what the Washington needs, this is huge. And going back to what you said a minute ago, Chris, about. Um, you'll be ineligible immediately. Well, there's actually a proposal right now in the NCAA to let first-time transfers play immediately, and that's supposed to be ruled on this summer from what they're saying, um, and that there's a reasonably decent likelihood of that going through so that a first-time transfer would be eligible immediately uh, and could play next year. So you're right when this has you know, big, big ramifications, whether it be 2020 or 2021, but for different reasons. Um, he's a, he's a pretty electric guy. He, um, he's kind of a do it all player. I I guess if you're going to compare him to a Washington guy, I'd say maybe Andrew Andrews would be a a good comparison. Um, I didn't see much of him at Wichita state, but uh, in high school, he was the, uh, three, a state attorney, um, player of the tourney. Um, you know, that, and set the state scoring record the year after uh, for the whole tournament, the year after um, Michael Porter Jr. did it. So he's a, he's a high-level scorer, big-time shooter, um, pretty streaky, but the second half of last year, I was just looking at stats, and he really turned it on. So he fills, fills a big hole there. Um, and he's not a point guard. He's more of a combo guard, uh, which means that, you know, he's capable, but at the same time, that's his, he's still a, you know, a score first type of guard. Um, hustles, very edgy. Uh, he's got a nice broad, nice broad shoulders and uh, very physical um, and a, a pretty solid athlete. So all in all, I mean, this is a big time move. Yeah. And we, we're not going to dwell too much on the whole transfer protocol and the things that you mentioned that the NCAA is doing. You're right in the sense that they're already going to rule on this 
expected, you know, this summer anyways, which has got to irk the guys that transferred this last year, like a guy like Jerron Brooks. That, that's got to be a bit frustrating, but you're right. It could happen either way. I mean, they could rule on that for an immediate one-time transfer that would grandfather a guy like Stevenson in. He could get a hardship waiver. We don't know how the NCAA is looking at the potential of the coronavirus potentially, you know, how that impacts guys that maybe want to go closer to home, be with family, be with people that may be affected with it. And trust me, I'm not making any claims about Stevenson's family or or uh, close relations or anything like that. I'm just simply spitballing and, and speculating what the NCAA might be thinking uh, in terms of this one-time transfer rule. So there is a very, very good chance he could be eligible right away. So I'm not going to dwell on that too much. I think we're just going to go hypothetically if he if he does. Tell me a little bit about how you feel like he could fit in with the group of guys that are expected back. Obviously, Jalen uh, McDaniels and Isaiah Stewart were certainly not sure what uh, Jaden and Isaiah are going to do. Uh, there was a little bit of mini, not not hysteria, but mini kind of, oh, okay, it's about to happen uh, a couple of days ago on Instagram when Jaden put out some stuff. But he said he hadn't made a decision yet. Uh, we haven't seen anything from Isaiah either. But let's assume they're both gone. How does the makeup of this team now, does it change a little bit with Eric Stevenson? Did they need oh, yeah. to get another guy like that anyway? Tell me a little bit of what where you think – kind of this thing is headed well again um this is to me such a uh, significant sign um you know commitment because washington needs a a score in the clutch they need a guy who is not afraid to take big shots and more importantly can make them um he's a guy that uh you know we we talked about the lack of a rudder last season um and he's very much he was the leader for wichita state um, for most of this past season. I mean, he was the guy. He was their second-leading scorer. Um, and so in terms of how he fits with Quade Green or in the absence of, I, I'm assuming Quade's here next year. Um, but at the same time, uh, you got to be prepared for you know any situation. He's a guy that can fill that role instantly. But I think they're also pretty complementary. Uh, they're both high-energy guys that, uh, you know, they're, they're both more or less score first. But at the same time, um, you know, they are good passers. Uh, you know, Eric's a, you know, high-level ball handler, um, so you feel pretty confident with uh, the ball in his hands and in big moments. Um, he's a 80 or I think about a 78-79% free throw shooter, uh, reliably. Um, you know, he's a huge upgrade over Elijah Hardy. Um, and so I think between uh, Tejonas and, and, um, and Nas – you're looking at uh, a pretty strong four-guard rotation there that's going to compete with just about anyone in the Pac-12, I would think. Okay, so you mentioned Nas there, but when we talk about the four of Stevenson, Quade Green, Elijah Hardy, Marcus Sahonis, and we know Hop likes to run an eight-man rotation, ideally, who's the odd guy out? Is it Elijah Hardy? Is it just that simple? Well, that's why I said the four, and I didn't include Elijah Hardy. Okay. Because I think he... Falls down the depth chart. I mean, Stevens is a big upgrade, right? He's a battle-tested, um, you know, guard who's played at the highest level at this point. And, you know, he's a he's a he's a notch above. Okay. And in terms of his scoring, you mentioned Andrew Andrews. 
I guess the the mo on Stevenson, at least early on, coming out of Wichita, is that when he's right, he he's a huge impact guy. He's a guy that mm-hmm. you know, like we saw with Jamal Bay, even in the first game in the exhibition game this last season when he scored twenty off the bench. You know that that's you know he's an instant instant offense kind of guy, um, but when he's not right, it can be a problem. Is that is the, it sounds like it's a risk worth taking. Totally. I mean, I mean, he's pretty streaky, but you saw, and you saw, you know, going back to his, you know, stats from earlier in the season, the first half of the year, he didn't shoot it very well from three and then just caught fire and had better than about 45% of the back half of the 2019-2020 season. So um, he definitely started connecting, but at the same time, um, and I, I read in the interview that he was pretty miserable, you know, the last 10 or so games of that, of his career. Uh, just where things went sideways and half the team, um, you know, transferred and it was a real mess. So I don't know how much stock to put in, how much of this was on him versus, you know, uh, Greg Marshall. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but at the same time, as you say, Chris, definitely a risk worth taking. Yeah, when he, he when Eric talked to uh, Kim Grenolds earlier today, he did not want to go into the details on kind of went wet down at Wichita State. But when you had three guys, including him, immediately put their names in the transfer portal two weeks ago, and then I think it was at least another one or two guys on top of it. I mean, when you see four or five guys in the transfer portal all basically at once, the common denominator is the coach, right? I mean, that that pretty much is how you got to look think. at it. Yep, you would think. Yeah, and and Stevenson was very vocal that hey, I'm the leader of this team, or I was at least until um, it sounds like. Well, I don't even want to get into it. I wasn't there, and I'm not really sure. So, yeah. um, I was going to say too that it also he he talked about at least with Kim, he talked about the the mindset, the winning mindset that that he has first and foremost. He's going to do what it takes to either set himself up or set his teammates up to put themselves into successful positions to win games. Um, obviously that's an important piece of this whole thing. You got to see it up close and personal when he was at Timberline. How would you kind of assess that aspect of his, of his makeup? Um, well, so he's a competitor, uh, a big time competitor. Uh, and, and he wears it proudly. Um, <laughs> there's a, uh, there was a video that went viral during the Washington, uh, state all-star game, uh, where he dunked over Riley Sorn. Um, and I think it had a couple million views. It was, it was a really funny moment, but that's not really what he's all about. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, he's an energetic guy. And that's why I said Andrew Andrews, because he kind of has that same shifty, uh, I'm going to kick your ass, was, uh, you know, demeanor. And Washington needs that. Yeah, I like that in Quad A Green. It's pretty similar uh, temperamentally. Um, and it, it, he brings an edge to the court. Um, and defensively, he's a very fundamental guy. Um, and he takes a lot of pride in it. You can see in, in the way he plays. Yep. So let's take a look at just the, the quick makeup in terms of the numbers. So the guys that are expected to come back would be Nate Roberts, Jamal Bay, Elijah Hardy, Isaiah Carter, Hamir Wright, Marcus Sahonis, Raekwon Battle, Brian Penn Johnson, uh, and Jerron Brooks. So, and then Quad A Green, which is 10. So they got Stevenson. I think that gets them to 11. So they've got, they still have some room to move here. What do you think? How do you feel like they're going to fill the gaps here? Do you think there's still 
in for a possible transfer, a, another portal guy, or or do you think they're going to maybe hold their powder a little bit and wait for 2021? I would say that. So he fills the biggest need, assuming he is eligible right away. Otherwise, maybe they're still in the market for a grad transfer, but at Washington, we know that doesn't happen, happen very easily. Um, so my my assumption is that they're done for this year because uh, they want to hold on to as many scholarships as they can for 2021 where there's that bumper crop of talent here locally. And I also forgot about Riley Sorn. I believe they're going to put him on scholarship, which would make it 11 so they or, or 11 at 12 at that point if they add Stevenson. So 12. So I think they would have room technically for one more. But your your feeling is they're going to wait and uh, take an extra guy because they by then they will have lost Nazai Carter and Hamir Wright for sure. Yep. And then obviously whoever else factors into it after that point. Right. Okay. Any other kind of final thoughts that you want to add in terms of this news and and um, just the impact that this is going to have? Because you know you look at Stevenson's final five. I believe it was Washington, Gonzaga, Oregon. Maryland, San Diego State. Uh, when you looked at guys like John Rothstein from CBS and Jeff Goodman, some of these other guys, they were listing dozens of teams that had initially tried to contact Stevenson after this. So, this on on the surface, this appears to be a huge get on the national level for Washington. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was saying. I mean, this is a really big deal, um, and we know that. A lot of the Northwest guys go out and outperform nationally, you know, when they get away from home. And you come back and they're battle-tested. Uh, they played against tough competition. Um, but they played with that right edge that particularly the University of Washington needs to needs to succeed with. They just get it. So um, I, I think it addresses so many – he addresses so many flaws that we saw in, in this last team with, with UW. Um, and I think Husky fans are going to love him. Fantastic, Beach. Well, I appreciate it. Hope you guys are staying safe over there up north. And uh, I guarantee we'll be touching base here pretty soon. So for the head of hoops, Aaron Beach, this is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com. Go Dogs. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!